Everybody and welcome to the very first edition of Clobberin' Time. I am Clobberin' Rob Moy, and welcome everybody. Hope everybody is. I hope everybody's staying dry, staying safe inside tonight. Um, we are here. We are here tonight, as voted by you, to talk about '90s music. And uh, folks, it's crazy. Look at this. I've got my own green screen action here, and uh, this is crazy. I got. I got a desk here. Feels like I won something. I don't know what. It, it could be bad. But, uh, yeah, we're going to here to talk tonight about 90s music. And uh, I think for a lot of us uh, who are watching this, uh, hello, everybody who's watching, by the way. Uh, you got uh, Hot Rod, Lisa, uh, Cheyenne, or Chevy Ann's watching. Uh, Jesse James is watching. Ain't it your bedtime? You know, Jesse uh, and my old folks go to bed early. I think it's about time to go to bed. Uh, DJ's watching. DJ, how you doing, man? Uh, Tracy, good to see you. But uh, we are here for the very first episode of Clobberin' Time. And uh, live in Studio B, right here in Bruton, Alabama. And uh, like I said before, I hope everybody's staying dry, staying safe inside from all this weather. Uh, if you have to get out and about tonight, just make sure it's an absolute uh, nothing small is worth getting out and risking your life tonight uh, like i said everybody stay safe um once again we're here to talk about 90s music i think for a lot of us who grew up in the in the 90s i think it was all about the music if you really think about it and music set the trend for uh fashion uh television shows i mean music was the driving force uh behind i mean legit everything um uh, started off in the 1990s uh, as hair and, and glam metal had kind of sort of been phased out. There was a, a lull there, I believe, where nothing was like, it just, it just felt like a big blah for a couple of years, about 90, 91 or so. It felt like just, they were just putting stuff out and it had no substance to it, if you really want to be honest with you, but that's just my opinion. Uh, hey, Bert. Um uh, don't poke the bear. I'll try, Bert. I'll try. Anyway, like I said, uh, September 10th, 1991 was the release of what I, I believe is uh, the most influential album of the 90s uh, with Nirvana releasing Nevermind. That, that album really, simply, if you really stop and think about it, it really started the boom of it it completely turned music on its head uh we went from uh stuff like uh can't touch this and ice ice baby and just just stuff of no substance and all of a sudden you look up and you see the three guys in with long with long grungy hair and flannel and they're just playing some of the it 
it was simplistic sounding music. However, it had substance and people just immediately latched to it. Uh, the album was released on September 10th, but on September 29th, something even better happened. Uh, MTV released the Smells Like Teen Spirit video. And once people saw that, it was over. I mean, everything was just boom. The next thing you know, you look up a month later and everywhere you looked, it was flannel and longer hair and it it completely changed popular culture, period. Uh, and then, of course, with everything in the music business, uh, once, once something becomes a popular, it, it seems like it's a, a windfall. It all started to really line up. Uh, then you had stuff like uh, uh, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, and what is my favorite 90s band, Alice in Chains. And, and this is a, a not very often heard p- opinion, but I believe that Alice in Chains in my book was better than Nirvana. But hey, some people disagree with that. But like I said... Uh, I totally agree with that I, myself. I, yeah, I mean, you've got to look at it like this uh nirvana was kind of sort of it had that power in your face it was steady i hate this system this system sucks stuff like that but but pearl jam uh, i mean um allison chains they were all over the spectrum they came they had uh rooster and you got nutshell and stuff like that it, it was a it was an up and down roller coaster of emotions with Alice in chains but every emotion every high and low was perfect yeah, but that's just my book my opinion uh pearl jam with eddie vetter he he invented what i this isn't what i i came up with on my own but it's been said a million times he started he started the trend of yarling he had that bottom jaw stuck out. It, it sounded like an old man. And it, it, they were a great band. But it was, as a kid coming up, it, sometimes it was hard to understand what Eddie was saying unless you had the, the, the words to the, the song right there in front of you. But like I said, that was just my opinion. And uh, <clears throat> Soundgarden. With uh, Chris Cornell, that whole band was absolutely tight. Uh, you couldn't beat it. Uh, let's see. This show is just showing me how much of a baby I really am. Well, that's the good thing about YouTube and Spotify and all the music streams. You can go back now instantly. Back when we were kids, you had to get in the car or, or hope mom and dad were going close to a music shop and... You better hope you have enough change on you to get you a CD or something because there wasn't a pick up a device or a phone or a computer or something and, and just instantly listen to whatever you wanted to whenever you wanted to back then. You, you better have the money to go buy the, the cassette or the CD and, or sometimes even the, even the, uh, we still had records when we were coming up, my dad had a record player and uh, I would buy vinyl every once in a while of, of certain albums, but that was just me though. Um, also, it, it, and then once you get past like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and uh, Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and all those guys, it, and then once Kurt Cobain killed himself, it was like, 
all of a sudden it was like the the, the music industry went ahead and finished off it it wasn't just that Kurt Cobain died but they decided they would flood the market flood it with wannabe Nirvana acts uh, even though they were good they were just kids like Silverchair they were 15 years old when uh, the song Tomorrow came out they were 15 they were kids but they put them in flannel they sounded good they played good they looked the part but they were kids and once that stuff started they started oversaturating the market people were like okay look this isn't Kurt Cobain we don't want this so they hunted something else it's just like any other form of entertainment once something big hits and then the the big hit either dies or goes away they try to replace it and you couldn't replace that and uh yep uh in 92 i do believe if i'm correct the black album hit and people rejected that at first the hardcore metallica fans did because before that you had in the 80s you had a uh, injustice for all uh, ride the lightning and once the black album hit it was like okay awesome uh a really heavy riff the one of the the biggest songs in rock history enter sandman and then you had the absolute opposite of what metallica was used to producing with uh nothing else matters it went from just ripping your head off metal to just a simple acoustic guitar and little drum arrangement and it was just and then even had a little bit of operatic music in i believe um people 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 instantly the the hardcore fans were like wait a minute this isn't metallica because before when you bought a metallica album your little sister or whatever didn't want to hear that but now all of a sudden with the black album they were like hey can i can i borrow the black album i want to hear uh nothing else matters and it 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 really made a lot of people mad and people started yelling, oh, Metallica sold out, Metallica sold out. And Lars Ulrich said it a thousand times. Yep, we sell out every night we play. So, I mean, yep. Yeah, uh, Jessica, our, our song was Nothing Else Matters. And uh, you remember what, what the other songs that we had to vote for? Remember what they were? Uh, you, you get a brownie point if you can name one more song that was on that list. I remember one more song, but I don't remember the other. It was four songs. It was Nothing Else Matters, and if you can guess one more of them that I remember, you get a brownie point. Uh, Millie Vanilli. Oh, my goodness. Boy, they, they completely, they completely messed the whole world up when they got caught lip syncing, didn't they? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on the rain. Uh. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Catch me uh. outside. How about that? Oh, don't catch him outside. Oh, no. If she's outside right now, I, she's a soaking wet mad. I, I promise you. you I, 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 I had to do that for the drive time fans and the bunch, and I know Jesse James loves that, so I'm going to shut up. <laughs> uh, head just start, uh, started in tuning in watching this. I have no idea, but I willing to bet there was some bad country on the list. No, Jessica, if you remember, I don't remember any other song besides Nothing Else Matters and Pearl Jam's Yellow Lead Better. That was that vote that placed second. Oh, 
that's a great song. That song was is still to this day awesome. Oh, that's a that's that's a that's a ooh. I cannot remember. It was four songs. Great song. There was four songs. It was nothing else matters. Yellow lead better. And I want to say there was like a of just just lost your wife and mama and dog country song and. I don't know about that, but I'm just telling you, Yellow Ledbetter, oh. that is a, that's a classic. They could, Eddie Vedder could have not even sang and just listen, listen to the guys play the instruments. The the instrumental work in that song is top shelf. But, uh, yeah, yep, see there? Uh, yep. Hey, Bert, I mean, that's a, that, got it, Bert. That's a great song. Yeah, Bert, Bert was in our class. He remembers. Uh, Blame it on the rain. They gonna bring that mug on, ain't it? They... <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, yellow, yellow lead better is uh, yellow, not yellow. Yellow lead better is in the top like ten of my all-time favorites. Yeah, not yeah. that anybody cares. This is your show. I'm just oh. I'm producing tonight. Yeah, DJ. Kimbo I'm shut. Slaskin. I'm gonna shut up. Now, Kimbo Slice can uh, bring in whenever he wants. No, Jessica. Uh, the the class before us was uh, Freebird. The class before us was Freebird. I remember that because. The whole class walked out, and there was still 15 minutes of the song left. Uh, class day when they walked out to it, they would they hadn't even made it to the first uh, solo yet when they walked out. Bert was class president. Yes, he was class president and vice president. Bert was the whole cabinet. That's how big a personality Bert had. He just he took over. Bottom line. But uh, uh, once again, uh, welcome everyone. If you just joined us, we're talking 90s music. We're kind of we kind of just made our way through the grunge era. Uh, man, it it is, it is. But uh, like I said, once, once Nirvana, once Kurt Cobain passed away, we could be blunt with it and say he killed himself, but he passed away. However you want to say it, well, I kind of soften it up a little bit. And also, I just got a, a, a maybe an unpopular opinion. Maybe some other people have thought about this, but. If you really think about it, stop and really put your head, uh, pen to paper, and really go back and listen. After he passed away, and his wife Courtney Cobain, uh, Courtney Love, however you want to say her name, uh, they released her band Hole, released that album right after he died. And go back and listen to that album. If she didn't find some of Kurt's old songbooks and rip him off, I'll walk home. Really, go back and listen to um, Celebrity Skin. Listen to that song and tell me you don't hear Kurt Cobain. Tell me you don't. I dare you. And also the other hit off that album, Adult Parts, that was straight up ripped right off Kurt Cobain. I think your new name needs to be Rob Casey Kasem. Hello, everybody. This is Casey Kasem. Hey, there you go. That's a, <laughs> listen, that's awesome, man. You need to keep that up. Keep your head in the clouds and your feet on the ground, or how he said, I don't know. Anyway, uh, listen, this is quality entertainment right here. It, <laughs> if this can't is, get this, you can't get this anywhere, and it's free, luckily, because when nobody pay for it. But that's not. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Casey Kasem. Uh, oh no. The Backstreet Boys. Okay, first of all, okay, we'll do a little pop stuff for you. Once, once the the grunge era uh, kind of played itself out, it was like it was like the people in the pop business. They were just sitting back, just waiting. And the next thing you know, you look up and 
you've got the Backstreet Boys, you've got NSYNC, you got 98 Degrees, you got LF, uh, what, what was it? L- and it's not LMFAO. That's a that's a the 2010s guys. I'm talking about it. it was something like LFO or something like that. I think that was the name of them. But there was like every, okay. And first of all, I'm gonna throw a little something on you right here. Uh, I never have understood why they call them boy bands because nobody plays an instrument. See, bands play instruments. Those are called just those are just dancing dudes. I guess dancing dudes wasn't catching up. This is a boy band. But uh. Th- what can you please have him do? What? Wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. What? What? what Cheyenne. Some of the songs were still listening. Look. Here's the deal. My wife had just said, "I, I okay. I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm a huge NSYNC fan. I will not lie. I'm not ashamed of it. And my wife's talking about do the bye 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 dance. No. No. That is not happening today. I have to have I have to have had uh, read a few books to do the, the bye bye bye, and and that ain't no lie. But uh, <laughs> that, and I will tell you this, and I'll let my wife release it on the the um on the clobbering time page. Sorry about the ring back there. But uh, my, my wife has a video of me uh, painting our spare bathroom and dancing to the Pussycat Dolls, Don't You Wish Your Girlfriend Was Hot Like Me. That video exists, folks, and uh, it, it's something to behold. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it works. It works. Oh, no. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I might have probably kept that to myself. I don't care. Look, look. You've seen me twerk in the park you've seen me do way stupider things than that I watch it sucker <laughs> oh Wayne Esther Tom calm down wait a minute wait a minute man wait a minute but uh I mean they good lord uh oh yeah my wife talked was it LFO that sang Abercrombie and Fitch well that was just them that was getting with it just then I think that's what I heard oh wait a minute oh that's not man. it Woo! This is. Oh no! <laughs> See, I played that a while ago. You just couldn't hear it, so now oh, you can hear it. Oh no! How about that, boy? Do you don't 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 get don't get DJ Kenwood cranked up up in here. DJ Kenwood, I tell you what, folks. I like girls that wear Abercrombie, bitch. I, I, I'm I'm not a big Abercrombie bitch fan, so. I'm, I, but the sad part was, how do you get women? See, they couldn't even get loud. They ain't no bass and nobody voice in that band. I like Winning. girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Put a girl to sleep singing to her like that, but it was girls going crazy for I guarantee it was, uh, I promise you there was women that went crazy over those guys. Oh, now they all, now, now, yeah, okay, yeah, I know. Now, now, I don't, now, I don't now even know who old. those guys were other than LFO, whatever that stands for. I have no clue. I can't say out loud on, rare, on the air what that stands for. I but can't that's either. Neither here nor that's neither here nor there. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> <laughs> also, the the band. This was a band. Yes, they were very. They were not very manly, but they were tight instrument players, and they and they were not the most. Uh, uh, nobody listened to it to get their metal on, but they were a lot. They were a real boy band, and that was Hanson. And you remember Hanson? If you were at least thirty years old, you remember Hanson. They were not the most macho band in the world, but they were a legit 
boy band, and they that that is the epitome of a. Remember Hanson? Oh, you talking about those kids that sing something yeah. about she bop doing all this right here? And all, just, wait a minute, who? You don't remember? Yeah, yeah, bop, there you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My sister was I remember the that. biggest Hanson fan in the world, and this is no joke. You could not see the walls in her bedroom for Hanson posters, and that's a shoot. You couldn't see one line in the wall. It was straight posters. Yep. There, see there, everybody. Mm, Bob, that's right. And uh, another, I can that, I can name that tune in one note, Jesse James. Ooh. <laughs> but she said I'm disqualified, so I can't say anything. <laughs> it's got to be on you, uh, Clobber and Rob. What, what are we doing? I don't know. She's. Uh, we lost somebody May 27th. Be the one year, the one year anniversary of it. Can you name the person, Rob? Boy, May 27th. Give me a year, Miss James. Give me a year. Um, uh, May 27th. Can we get a? I need a year. I don't know. I want to say last year. One year. It's a one year anniversary. Last year. Yeah. One year anniversary. Just pa- uh, oh, is it uh, Chester Bennington, or is it Chris Cornell? Which one? Because they were pretty close, not too far away. Uh, okay, it, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be Chris Cornell. Bet. I'm going Chris Cornell. Bet. I guarantee you that's who it was. And, and yeah, uh, and if it, it if it is Chris Cornell or whether it's Chester Bennington. It, um, I, I'm going to say it wasn't either one of those guys. Neither one of those guys. Ooh. Uh, think older school rock. Old school rock. Old school jam band. Old school jam band. Hmm. I see. They like to ride at midnight. Like to ride at midnight. Greg Allman? Hey. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. There you go. Okay. That, because. Wendy, Wendy had it. Yeah. She hit it. I she, think she's the one that she's, clued she, you into it. She's a shoot, uh, like, um, let's see. She, she, Google asks her stuff. Holly, Holly Shirley had it. I knew Holly would get it. Yeah. Yeah. Midnight Rider. The only Midnight Rider I know was Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> that's a whole other show isn't it that's gonna be a whole other show baby and when we turn that loose it's gonna be funky like a monkey <laughs> yeah <laughs> in a couple uh, I don't know exactly when but uh, I've already got a, a, a special guest lined up to come in and we're gonna talk about nothing but the attitude era and it ain't it, bullet bob is it oh it ain't bullet bob it ain't bullet bob he, he, he'd probably beat me to death for bringing up the Attitude Era. What about Michael P.S. Hayes? Bad Street, boy. If Come on, got, man. If, I know you can do that. If we get Bad Street in here, it's over. We'll, I mean, shut, we'll shut Bruton down. There'll be a crowd out there in the yard. I don't think we need that. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can't get up and do that walk, can you? Huh? I know you can't walk? get up and do that walk. Oh, I can't do that move Do that, that Freebird walk. Do P.S. walk. <laughs> Yeah, baby. <laughs> Boy, you get me worked up in here now. Woo! 
<laughs> Brandy Gill said they should have uh, named Alexa Wendy. Because I tell you what, she... Our, our, the, the most commonly... Wendy said sh- Google ask her. I told How about you, that? I told you. The most commonly yelled phrase. We almost sound like we're arguing. But the most commonly two words that are used in our house. Google it. How about I got two words for you. <laughs> oh, oh no! I say, uh, have you heard from T Bone lately? Since the uh, since the arrest record got put up, well, I I, I can't say that I have. Uh, I, well, I I'll be honest with you. I, I spoke with him uh, last night. I did a little commercial for this show last night, and uh, he was on. He was or somebody uh, posing as him. Oh, he got out. Yeah, yeah, he's out. Yeah, he he he's posting on this page earlier before I got here. He posted a picture of uh palm trees and all this. That well, she's your girl. Let me tell you something. I'm not your guy. Okay, look. let me look here. I am not your guy. If I wake up and something's floating at the end of my bed, <laughs> you can have it. I'm gone. 30 minutes, there'll be a for sale sign. I'm out. Yeah, if, if I was to star in a real life in a ghost movie, that's going to be the shortest movie in the history of movies. If I'm sitting there and anything moving, I didn't touch it. Roll credits. That's yeah. the end of the movie. Let me tell you something. Tell me, listen, man. Uh-uh. Negative. I ain't fooling with nothing. You can't be shot or a dog bite. I'm not messing with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. It, it, my wife is a massive, massive paranormal fan. I bet your house is haunted. I, uh, no comment. Okay, well then I'm never coming to your house. Okay. You don't ever have to worry about KJ just dropping in. <laughs> not because I don't like you or, or Wendy or anything like that at all. But I'm out. And I've had people call me like, hey, listen, I know you got all that video stuff. Let's go set up somewhere and let's catch some ghosts. And I'm like, no, uh, I'm out. You can have all that you want. Okay. Go buy you a couple of recorders and all that kind of stuff. Look, I'm telling you, if it, I call her all that. I call her Woogie Boogie Wendy. Because I'm telling you, she's all about them. them. <laughs> yeah, talk about, let me tell you something. I remember Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy and Delirious. Or Raw, one of the two. Two classics, by the way. But he said that uh, he and his wife were out looking at houses, and they went in this one house and said they, they had a nice garage, had a nice kitchen, nice bedrooms, mm-hmm. nice living room, yeah. nice den. He saw all of a sudden this ghost said, get out. Yeah. He said, too bad we can't stay. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. And that would be KJ right there. I'd be hitting the door at that point in time. I'd be gone. I've I've personally never experienced anything woogie boogie. I don't shut up about that. I ain't lying. I mean, it's rough. Yeah. I ain't saying nothing else about that, man. Yeah. We... Okay, we're gonna have to change subjects because every time we we mention spooks and spirits and okay, let's ta- let's just quit talking about it. I'm good. I'm okay. gonna shut up and let you go. Okay, uh, you hit it. In- <laughs> they can't they can't hear me no more. You got it. You got the okay. you got the mic. All right. Uh, let's get back on the. Uh, oh Lord. All right, y'all quit talking about that kind of stuff. We're gonna get back on on track a little bit if we can. Uh, I, I, okay, I'm back live. 
I was just fixing to say with Jessica, how do we go from 90s music, n- musics? how do we go from 90s music to ghosts? Well, I do believe it's because 90% of the people from the 90s music scene is, is a, a woogie boogie now. Yeah, well, uh, we're going to quit talking about that. Yeah, let's do that. Take you, you, back, you take it away. Back, back, uh, but let's get back to some nineties music. Let's talk about in living. Uh, let's talk about in in living color. That's what I want to hear about. I know that's one of your favorite uh, bands. Are they living not color? Yeah, living color. I, yeah. I'm thinking in living color because like, I was actually pulling some sound bites from in living color today. That, uh, living what, color. A lot of people don't understand. Forget is their biggest hit. Culture personality came out in '88. Oh, I didn't forget it. I, I'm just saying they had some great albums. Cult of oh, Personality yeah. was their commercial success. Yeah. But they had some great albums in the early 90s as well. Yeah. Mid-90s. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, it just seems like though, well, it, it's hard to explain. You know what I'm talking about though, uh, Ken, like, they were, they were too far ahead of their time in my book. Uh, they, I've listened to several of their interviews and, they were signed to Sony Music, um, and when you go to Sony Music, I don't know how it is now, but back in the late '80s and '90s, uh, the, the, each floor was a different genre of music. You had your rock floor, your rap floor, your country floor, et cetera, et cetera. And those guys show up, and they're an all-black metal band. And when they go to the rock floor, they get off the they get off the elevator, and people look at them like, "What are you doing here?" Well, they had the spandex on and all that stuff because if you go back and watch their earlier videos, they were wearing like the the neon spandex and stuff like that. And so they get through their business uh, on the rock floor, you know, actually what they were in the genre of doing. And they get back on the elevator and they went up and I forgot exactly which rapper that they were good friends with, but they get off the elevator at the rap floor and their own people are looking at them like, what are you doing here? So they they felt like they didn't belong anywhere. So it, it that like I said, you go back and and really when, you, when we get done here tonight, go back and listen to uh, Cult of Personality. Watch that video. Don't think about what year it came out. That song could have came out yesterday. That song is thirty years old this year, and they wrote it in fifteen minutes. They had a uh, they had a gig at uh, CBGB there in New York, and they were practicing and. Uh, they were just goofing around with the riff. Fifteen minutes later, that song was met, was written, done. They went that night, played it, and shot straight to the top with it. And that the biggest songs of all time were written last minute. And uh, oh, Jesse James just talked about um, uh, Tupac. That to me, Tupac and Biggie helped to bring rap to the forefront but re- really put it over was after what really when their payoff came it was after they were dead if you really think about it it was the whole east coast versus west coast uh guys were swapping sides there and once they died and let's not let's not call uh let's not pull punches here legit uh what was it? Suge Knight had Biggie killed while Suge Knight was still in jail. But he had Biggie killed, and then they just nobody will ever just come right out and say, "Hey, you did this." But I mean, it's it's wide known. It's been said a million times. But and then after Biggie was killed, Diddy came in 
and took over that spot and he started and he took rap because let's be let's I'm not going to pull any punches on this show, folks. If I make you, if I, if I offend anyone, uh, go buy some Pampers there at, there at Walmart and they sell bottles too. But Diddy was more accessible and more, let's see, he was more white friendly. Let's be honest here. He was more white friendly than Biggie. Biggie was legit from the streets. Biggie grew up poor. Uh, living with a single mom who raised him on her own, working two or three jobs, where Diddy came from a, a middle class to upper class family. So Diddy didn't know about the streets legit. And once once Biggie died, here came here came Diddy, and he took the and he took he took over the East Coast, and that's when you started getting the more radio friendly rap. But that, I mean, that sounds like opinion, but really you go back and, and put, start building the blocks together and you'll see where I'm right. Um, Josh Godwin, hello. Apparently my car looks like a snoop wagon. Woo, look out. Don't, don't get pulled over. Uh, once, and then in the late 90s, well, I say late 90s, mid 90s, the East Coast after, once Biggie, I think the guy that really took over the legit part of rap, and I'm not talking about Diddy. Diddy took it to mainstream. He took it to, to the radio stations. But the guy that, re- my favorite East Coast rapper is uh, still Jay-Z. And I mean, Jay-Z, I mean, here, how, how talented is he? Uh, he's never written a song on a piece of paper. Ever. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzy. That's the anthem. Keep you hands up anyway he never ever jay-z has never written a song on a piece of paper ever he gets a hook in his head and goes in the studio they play the beat and boom he turns it out he's never written a a song on a piece of paper ever now if that ain't talent i don't know what is but uh out in the west coast uh it's once once tupac I mean, uh, it's hard to explain. In the early 90s, you had the NWA, and then once they kind of sort of faded out, they, they didn't fade out. They never lost their talent. They were, they were swept under the rug because they were talking about their true feelings, you know, F the police and all this stuff like that. They were, once, once guys like Charlton Heston and all those guys got on TV and really nailed, put the nails to them, they kind of sort of faded away. And plus, with Ice Cube leaving and, and Easy E dying, all that was left was Dre and Snoop, and you know, well, Dre from NWA, and then Snoop joined him up, and they really, I, honestly, Dre is a genius. He he not only did can he not only can he write a great rap song, but he one of the best beat makers in history, and Snoop. That guy, he's an enigma to me. I mean, he just looks like that guy that you could sit down and talk to all day, and you don't expect to learn a lot from a lot of people. But Snoop can come out, throw three lines on you, be like, this dude's brilliant. But, um, and then in the, in the late, the late 90s, it seemed like it was a lot of, a lot of legit still beefing with the East Coast, West Coast stuff. And then, 
this white kid out of Detroit came along named Eminem, and that's that's when a lot of uh, white kids really learned about what legit rap came from because one, then they were like, okay. Honestly, the first time I heard Eminem, the, the song on the radio, Hi, My Name Is, I was like, Vanilla Ice, another one-hit wonder white rapper. I see. This is a journey into sound. This is when it all really got started, if you want to know the truth. journey which along the way will bring to you yeah. new color, new dimension. A lot of people don't know about that, but this is when it really got started. <laughs> 1985, baby. Eric B and Rock M. Legit, like my favorite, my favorite hip hop is the '80s stuff, like Curtis City, Blow, I throw stuff like that. Oh, pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> you done turned into Soul Train up in here. Hold on, yeah. I had to get sit back down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta leave that one alone. I ain't lying. He gonna they're gonna be people lined up out. I'm gonna have to put a bouncer at the door. Got up in here and turned the <laughs> black lights on. <laughs> I don't know what would happen if we started turning the lights off in here and black lights on. What that I don't know, that don't, green screen probably wouldn't look good. Don't do it. It'll be okay. Don't. Anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna shut up now and let you get back at it. Jessica, if you listen, uh bring me out a Pepsi product, please. No, never mind, I'll come get one. Go ahead, Rob. Sugar Hill gang. Oh yeah. Uh, I was just talking about that with somebody the other night. Uh, legit. Uh, it's a shame that Sugar Hill Gang didn't make a red dime, very little at all, from Rapper's Delight because turns out they were the original samplers and they didn't get a permission. Their producer didn't get permission to use that, the, the music and they got sued and they didn't make nothing, which is... A shame because that was like the first mainstream like hip hop that a lot of white kids heard in the eighties. So it was it it was the Sugar Hill Gang was so good. Ooh, today was a good day. You were more you were about forty years old in nineteen. Let me tell you something, Boo Boo. I might have been forty in nineteen eighty five, but you know what that means? That means you like old men. <laughs> You don't worry about it. I know somebody like it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, fish, which is my favorite dish. Ooh. Yeah, I just heard uh, today was a good day. Uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, I, I was just cutting grass and listening on Spotify to some, uh, they have a, I love 90s hip hop. And that song came on and I was like, dang, this song still sounds so good. Um. Let's talk a little bit about, if some of you don't like it, you don't have to join in the conversation, but uh, let's talk about, uh, you can't deny it, in the 90s, especially the early to, say, 96, 97, country was a hot act. Country had a lot of uh, top uh, hit makers in the early 90s. Uh, That's when I stopped listening to country, period, and because it seems like once... Once pop got over huge, country started following that trail. My favorite, personally, uh, I love the old school country, uh, Johnny Cash's, Hank Jr., stuff like that. But my favorite, personally, my favorite country artist ever is Garth Brooks. And it's because not only did he tell stories in his songs, but his live show was almost like a rock show. He was a great entertainer. He didn't just stand there in one spot and play a guitar and look about the crowd. He was 
you've had to have some endurance to even watch a, a Garth Brooks concert. He was all over the stage, and a lot of people, maybe you've noticed it, but Garth Brooks doesn't have any of his albums on any kind of media, uh, digital media of any kind, because he said he still wants his albums to be sold like it used to be. He, you got to go somewhere and, and actually buy the physical record. Uh, it's and he, he, I can understand wanting to be old school, but at the same time, the guy doesn't ever have to sell another record. He's DJ. You, you can or KJ. You can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe he's still the number one selling artist of all time. Only on Clyburn Town can we go from Garth Brooks to back to the club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, man! But you, somebody in there talking about Players Club. We would—that's <laughs> the—that's the jam right there. Now, I can't lie. I, that's that's hooking it up. I, I'm fixing to hook him up with another one real quick too. Uh oh. Just and I and I know you was talking country, but you get me to thinking about things like this, and I'm I just. Uh, I, by I, the way, uh, real quick. Uh, by the way, Kenwood, we uh, my special guest that I'm going to have for the wrestling show is on the page, is, is watching right now, my buddy Zach Smith. That dude can talk wrestling almost as long as I can. Well, he, I want to meet him then. He, he, he's, he's up on it. What up, Brother Jay? That's how we do it. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. It ain't but a few old school know about this one right here, Rob. Y'all just want to see me dance all night. That's all I need. Yo, a day in the life of a player named Quick. I'm just a stubborn kind of fellow with a head like a brick. And just because I drink the egg, they say that I'm hopeless. <laughs> Let me get off of that. Oh, by the way, uh, I need you to work on, you. Uh, y'all were talking about on drive time this morning. Uh, talking about pulling some sound bites from Coming to America. That's my jam, man. Coming to America. Woo! We're going to do that. I'm telling you, we're, we're going we're gonna to do that. There you go. There you go. Every time bring up boxing, white people got to bring up Rocky Marciano. That's they one. That's they only one. That medium <laughs> fist be proper. That's it. I knew, I, knew my, I knew Josh was going to come in and know what that was right there. <sighs> That's bad. I, I, I was good right there. When when DJ hit that hit that sexual chocolate this morning, I said, "Oh no, if loving the Lord is wrong, <laughs> I don't want to be right." Uh, this the same God uh, that brought Jeremiah. <laughs> I want you to tie that knot. Uh, <laughs> this the angel man right here. You might have seen him on. The, that boy good. That man good. Yeah, good and terrible. <laughs> <laughs> From the What's Going Down episode, oh, that's my mama. Give it up for Jackson Heights, very own. Mr. Randy Watson. <laughs> I tell you what, man, Rob's a master impressionist, too. This show's going to get better and better. I'm telling you. I believe in the children of the future. I think a lot of people don't realize what they're missing tonight. But they will. I can tell you that. So get out like a doggone bad uh, cold. I was about to say something else. I'm like messed up. Don't get me kicked off. Yeah, I, know, I, need to, I, need to, I need to quit. 
<laughs> I need to stop doing that. What's going down episode? <laughs> that's my mama. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> when he throws the microphone down, just says. Yeah. <laughs> and, people, and, and everybody out there just. Just two claps. They're just quiet. He, that boy good. That boy good. Yeah, good and terrible. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the barbershop scenes are the best to me. You can be all the things you always wanted to be. Uh-oh. Beautiful. Just sexy. Easy as one, two, three. Just look so Just let it shine through. Oh, man. That man. That sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate, everybody. Sexual chocolate. What he say? What when them girls was walking off the stage? He said, "There's a god somewhere." Miss <laughs> <laughs> Parker. Miss <laughs> Parker. <laughs> the same god that helped David out the line. <laughs> Kept Gilligan. Get off the island. Get off the island. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that movie so many times I could quote it in my sleep. Man, that was oh. good. <laughs> that, 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 was, that was good. <laughs> anyway, let's try to get back on the on the beaten path. We chased a lot of rabbits here. What was that? Uh, what was that? What uh, Bernie Mac said Friday, Miss Parker. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd. He know what he I know want. what I want. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Uncle Ing? <laughs> Uncle Ing joining the joining the show. Man, we just got through with a classic. I mean, a classic. Oh, hey, I, I'm don't, telling you, don't, man. Don't get going off on them Friday movies because we'll be here all night. No, nah, I ain't gonna do that. Friday. I ain't gonna do that. But <laughs> I, I mean, I, listen, I, I'm, I, I love me some Mont Esther. Oh man, I, I'm telling you right now, my my my, you know, we told some Kenny stories this week. On drive time, my daddy, he loves Friday. Oh, he, yeah. he particularly loves that scene where the daddy comes in there and Craig is in the refrigerator. Uh-oh. Yeah, he particularly loves that one. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. In the refrigerator. Eating up all the pig feet. All the hot maw. I like pig feet. I like chilling. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that's a classic. My the, fir- the first scene of the movie, you knew it was fixed to be great. Aunt Esther is knocking on the door. Oh, my God. And you knew it was going to be great. I'm just, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just saying you knew it was going to be great. And it was so good because you weren't hearing her speak like that. No, no, well, you know, <laughs> no, you wouldn't. But, but let me tell you this you knew she had it in her to speak like oh, that yeah. in uh, Sanford and Son. Yeah. You knew she had it in her. Okay. Yeah. You did. Yeah. But but one of my favorite all time I use it ham, all the time. Ham, no burger. <laughs> Kool-Aid, no sugar. <laughs> my favorite thing Chevy Ann coming in on that one. When Craig sat down and had that big old bowl of cereal and when I found out he had no milk. He went to pour it out at that. He said, Wait a minute, what you do with that? 
Better pour some water on that. My, f- my favorite was this old man. He said, that's Janet Jackson. Little she more goes out and looks down in there. Look down in there. She said, oh, what's up? He said, not a damn thing. <laughs> one of my favorite oh, man. One of my favorite lines of all time when, when uh, Debo rolls up on Red and Craig and Smokey. <laughs> He said, "What you got on my forty, homie?" <laughs> he said, "Man, I thought you had twenty dollars." I do, but I want to spend red money. Hey, <laughs> 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 man, this is classic. This is this is. Cla- I'm telling you right now, this is going on the podcast. For oh, those no. of y'all that don't know that, this is going on the podcast. So. Yeah. Now you know. Wendy just said, you got to be stupid to get fired on your day off. Yeah. What was you doing? Building a clubhouse? <laughs> Fire me but, for stealing boxes, man. Legit. My favorite my favorite character from all those Friday movies is either Money Mike or yeah. Day Day. Day Day was good. Day Day. Day Day was good. Mike Epps. Mike, listen. Have you seen how high? Yeah. I'm going to tell you something, man. Uh... Uh, Red Man and Method Man. Man, I've been pimping since pimping. Been hey, pimping since pimping. when Mike Epps shows up in that movie as the pimp, <laughs> that is... Hold a hand that good little baby power. That is the greatest... I mean, that, that, in my opinion, that's the best, like, last part of a movie in, in, in a long time. What you laughing at? Put it, put it right there. Put, put, put it right there. He said, what you over there talking about? You're supposed to be co-signing to the stuff that I be talking. By the way, Chevy Ann, your question, Craig, can I borrow a microwave? You need to borrow a job. <laughs> he said, yeah, you need to hook that hair up. Yeah. Jessica James just said it. Pimping in my blood. My granddaddy was a pimp. My great great granddaddy was a pimp. I've been pimping since pimping. Been pimping since pimping. What's up, Amy? <laughs> Even but, time to you. But legit though, day day on Friday. Alisa, uh, what's up, Alisa Hart? When everybody first meets Baby D. Yeah, Baby D wasn't no joke, man. Uh, you laugh because you don't know Baby D. Yeah. She she babysit, do hair and babysit uh, and sell weed at the same house. Yeah. P- please don't know when to kick the door in. Yeah. She just said, <gasps> "Which one was it? Was it part three? They had a little the the, the dog. Uh, what was his Chico. name? Chico. Chico was in the second one and the third. Yeah, one. okay, that's right. Because yeah. the essays had Chico in the second. That's one. right. That's right. <laughs> Craig, he had to go over and sneak in that house. Yeah, Craig wore him out with that belt though. <laughs> dog bit the belt. <laughs> Turn yeah. him up. Then he gave them brownies. <laughs> <laughs> we top flat cuter in the world, Craig. Yeah, the he world. Went, over, went over and laid down. Everybody suspect today." But, I, you know, listen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, at the end of that how, how high, when old dude comes around there, old Mike Hills got that knife out and he cuts, oh, I need money, and I need money, he said a word, the whole movie. He said, oh, no. Oh, man. We can sit here and just talk about crazy movies all night long. Yeah, well, I, I need to shut up Wait. again. <laughs> I know I say that no. all the time, but I'm going to do it for real this time. This is our this show. This is your this show. The, no, this is the people show. Well, it may be, but this, this is clobbering time. So I'm going to shut my mouth. I talk every morning. I run my mouth every morning. I'm going to let you. This, this is your deal. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been wanting to just sit back and not say nothing and do all this, and here I am talking. <laughs> yeah, Boo Boo says she know about all the snacks. 
Talking yeah. about, about little Debbie got a cupcake come out next month, you bite off into a glitter fall out of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will say this too. There's another classic movie from back in the, that day, <sighs> that time period, uh, called Major Pain. Uh-oh. And I'm going to tell you something. If you've never seen Major Pain, you, you need to uh, you need to go get that. And uh, you can be sure a little trick get your mind off that finger. Yeah, boy. yeah. <laughs> he said, "Well, I've been known to cut a little rug." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're hitting that robot. Yeah, Major Payne wasn't no joke. Yeah, when well, them boys fed him that laxative cupcake. Oh man, he put that young man on the floor with that. He sure did. Scene, he sure he? did. Ooh, oh, and, I, and and Jesse's right about that. Now uh, the Queens of Comedy. I know. Look, the Kings of Comedy is good. Okay, they were hilarious. But it don't hold a candle to the queens. I'm telling you, when Monique, this is back when Monique was still a big gal. Yeah. When Monique, at the end of it, she spins around in that pyramid and she walks out there and she says, listen, to all my big women, if you sit next to a skinny one, <laughs> I want you to take your fist and knock her over the top of her head. Oh, man. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say all what she said because it's a PG rated show. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's try to get back on a little bit of a topic here. How long are we gone here? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Probably about an hour. We're looking right now at 57 minutes live. Huh? Yeah, I think we are. Go ahead. Correct. All right. Yeah. Cool. But um, I've had fun here with you guys tonight. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. We uh, started off on music and wound up talking about it's funny movies. Uh, once this is over, we're going to place another poll up with a few more options. And once again, when the poll goes up, <clears throat> pardon me, when the poll goes up, uh, what we'll do is uh, this time instead of waiting till all the way till uh, Saturday night or whatever, we'll just say, well, if the poll goes up tomorrow, we'll end it Friday at eight o'clock. Because I mean, if you're going to vote, most times you're going to vote right when the poll goes up anyway. Uh, we may shorten up poll topics because I don't want to run out of stuff to talk about legit because I don't want to put like Eric stockpile it all up at one time. Next time, we may try it this week and put just two options up and let everybody vote between the two, you know, because if you if I put four or five options up, you may like two of those, but you can only vote for one. So uh, I think this time we'll try something different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm having Mountain Dew withdrawals, but uh. We'll try something uh, different this time. And like I said, this is the very first show, so it's a work in progress. And uh, <clears throat> like I said, uh, next week, I don't think we'll have it. It'll just be me again. But uh, we're going to try to. Right now, we're trying to fine-tune a, a perfect date, but it's probably going to be episode number three. I'm going to have uh, Zach Smith on here, and uh, we're going to talk, talk wrestling. So if you don't... All right, folks, uh, we're going to talk a little wrestling in a couple of weeks, but next week uh, it'll be decided by you again. We're getting took out. We, we get, we're, uh, we're going out right now. We're going out with some bad street, USA. The further down the block you went, the better it got. But, uh, folks, I've enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, be back right here once again. It'll be up from now on uh, to stream whenever you want, watch it whenever you want, share it, like it, share it, invite all your friends to the party. Just go to the top of the page, add your friends, and uh, 
folks, we have had a blast, and I hope you have too. And we will see you right here next week, next Wednesday, 8 p.m. ish. Peace out, love each other, and we'll talk to you next time. See you later. For Rob, for DJ of KJ. Folks, it's been fun. See you next time.